there everyone and welcome to episode 79 of 10 Minute Country with me, James Dakin. I wonder why country artists don't make great albums. Yes, we're back. Uh, we're doing one a month at the moment. I, listen, I've said before and I will continue to repeat, I don't want to be one of those people that just puts out a podcast because they've got a weekly obligation to build up numbers and they'll talk about any old thing that people aren't interested in. I will do these podcasts when I've got something interesting to say. So I was thinking the other day that the concept of the album in country music seems to be disappearing. Um, There's this fad at the moment. Well, the first came the single songs fad. Then came the four or five song EP fad. Now we seem to be moving towards one of two things, which is seven or eight tracks, like the new Brett Young release, which is too many to say it's an EP, but too few to call it an album. And the second fad, which artists like Chase Rice and uh, newly announced Jimmy Allen and Lady A are doing, where they're releasing seven songs at some point in the year, and then another seven or eight songs in the second half next year. So Chase Rice has just completed... Chase Rice completed his recent album in three parts. He released part one, part two, and he's just stuck four more songs on the end of part of the whole thing. Um, I know Lady A's new album, half... Half album. This is this this is it's so ambiguous. Half album is coming out in, in a couple of weeks, and I know that they're going to add to it to complete the album probably next year, and and it's all marketing tools I suppose to try and release more content for fans who are streaming hungry all the time and can't cope with. Um, some songs one year and then a while and a gap before some new songs come out. But it made me think about how I think maybe the concept of the album is disappearing. And then I went on to think, actually, I wonder why country artists don't make great albums. The single song or the radio hit has always dominated country music way more probably than any other genre of music. In the rock and the pop worlds, you know, you released a song and you have big hits to sell the album. In country, for one reason or another, those songs um, and the big singles are what um, artists base the legacy of their careers on. Um... You know, the craft of the album and putting together a wonderful album from beginning to end or telling a a, a joined-up narrative is not one that is sort of uh, largely done in country music. Country music albums are often just four, three, two, three, four singles and then some filler. So, you know, they are vehicles to propagate radio hits, I think. And to prove this, let's play a game. All right, we'll play a game together. I'm going to say an artist, and you think of the first album that comes into your mind. Okay, here we go. Michael Jackson. Most of you would have thought Thriller, depending on the age of you, some people would have thought bad. Meatloaf. Unless you're doing this deliberately, everybody has thought of Bat Out of Hell. Madonna. Again, you're either going to go with like a Virgin or True Blue. 
True Blue was a much better album, but Like a Virgin was a more iconic album. Led Zeppelin. We're getting into the deep muso stuff now. I would say Led Zeppelin 4 is their most famous album. Maybe Physical Graffiti for some people. What about The Beatles? Again, Abbey Road jumps into your mind, that iconic cover. Maybe the White Album for the music snobs amongst you. Oasis. It's got to be Morning Glory, hasn't it? And again, unless you're deliberately trying to think of a different album. But those are... You know, those are iconic albums that were brilliant from beginning to end. They weren't necessarily concept albums, but they just had no filler. You know, they weren't, here's two hits and eight more to make up for it to keep the two hits going. After this, we'll play the game with some country artists. Okay, so here we go. Just got three country artists to play that game with and see what you come up with. Here we go, right? What iconic album comes into your mind as the greatest thing they did? Here we go. Johnny Cash. Now, I imagine you've reached for the Folsom Prison album, but that's a live album. That doesn't count. All right? Johnny Cash has been recording albums, or was recording albums, since 1957. But I can't think of an iconic album of his, because we all listen to the individual hits and the songs. Right, here we go. Dolly Parton. I don't know, Coat of Many Colours from 1971, maybe... But Dolly is more famous and more renowned in the country music industry for her single songs and her radio hits and her collaborations than she is for the albums. Let's do something a bit more uh, newer. Tim McGraw. Right? Tim McGraw, what album came into your mind that is great? Tim McGraw won CMA Album of the Year twice. Once in 98 with Everywhere, which is a great album. And once in 99 with A Place in the Sun. But both of those albums, as great as they are, are more a collection of his hit singles. You know, if I asked you to hum I Do But I Don't from his Everywhere album, I bet you wouldn't be able to do it. Because Tim McGraw is an absolutely fantastic um, example of why country artists don't make great albums. I don't believe that the concept of the album has ever been valued in country music as it is in other genres. And again, I think this is more because fortunes can be made much more easily in radio and in single hits and just putting, you know, getting songs into the top five. Look at Nico Moon. He had a number one hit recently with Good Time. And as a writer and performance, uh, sorry, a performer on that song, you know, he is going to earn more money from that one song than he could have done spending all his time lovingly crafting an album that's well, uh, well cohesive, that runs together, that's invented. It's much easier for him to have a hit with good time than it is to produce uh, an album with no hits, um, but that would delight the critics. Look at Kelsey Ballerini. 
You know, she is a, a great example of what happens in Nashville, mainstream Nashville, when you try and be inventive with the concept of an album. For her unapologetically album, you know, she came up with a concept album. She attempted to tell the story of a relationship from beginning to end in what I think was a clever and a creative way. I Hate Love Songs, I think, was a top 10 here. I don't know whether it was a number one. Miss Me More did go to number one. But the general feel around the industry was that Kelsey's Unapologetically album was something as a flop, following on from her debut with uh, all those massive hits on. And and look at her career now. That unapolo- She's never recovered from Unapologetically. Her career's gone into a sort of tailspin where three years later after its release she it looks like she's now transitioning out of country into pop music and and the industry miss me more accepted almost shut the doors to her because of that album she attempted to do something creative and brave and the only thing they would allow was miss me more to get to the top of the radio charts because that song sounded like the ones on the debut album Look back at the last 20 years of the CMA albums of the year. Last year, Luke Combs got CMA uh, album of the year. What you see is what you get. I wouldn't say it's a great album. It's got some great songs on it, but it's just a collection of hit songs. Um, I think you have to go back to 2018 to find the last decent album that got, that was a, that was a good album. And that was Casey's Golden Hour. I don't even like that album, all right? I'm a massive fan of um, Same Trailer, Different Park. Is that the right one? The debut album. And I liked pageant material. Didn't like Golden Hour. But Golden Hour, objectively, as somebody who, you know, writes about music, is a great album. It's cohesive, and there are no fillers on there. You could probably say that there's been six great albums if you look at the CMA list for album of the year in the last 20 years. I would go Golden Hour, 2016 Church's Mr. Misunderstood, um, Traveller, obviously by Chris Stapleton, was probably the last great country music album in terms of uh, no filler, song after song of quality, not looking for radio hits, that sort of thing. I think Miranda Lambert's Revolution, back in 2010, we could count in the great album category. Then we've got Johnny Cash coming in in 2003 with the the American 4 recording. Um, He got so much credit and plaudits in the latter half of his career for the Hurt cover version and those albums that he did with Rick Rubin. And then I would say in 2000, Dixie Chicks, as they were back then, with Fly was the last one in my list of these past 20 years. Fly is a great album. It's got some hits on it, but the songs that aren't hits are ones that you know. You can hum the album tracks. You know the songs that they are. That album was not just an album um, full of three radio hits and then songs that are just disappear into the ether. So I've looked at all the other albums. Do you know? Get on Google. Get on Wikipedia. Have a look. Country music, country musicians do not make great albums.
Garth is the exception. Garth Brooks is the outlier. Garth Brooks does not come into what we are talking about today. Um, up until Fresh Horses, maybe, Garth's albums were great. They had hit singles on, but the album tracks were also as good as the singles. They appeared to be well-crafted, lovingly put together. Um, you know, one of my uh, favourite albums of all time is Garth's In Pieces album, because just every single song on that album is fantastic. And that is a great album. One thing that we could do for me to show you what I mean about this whole concept of what makes a great album and why country musicians don't make great albums is have a look at Jason Aldean's My Kind of Party album. It's got 15 songs on it. I am an unashamed Aldean fan. I like a bit of Aldean in the way that I don't like Luke Bryan, I don't like Kenny Chesney, but I do like Jason Aldean. My Kind of Party is arguably his best album Although I do think as an album, um, Old Boots, New Dirt is better, but that one just seems to have been buried in history. However, My Kind of Party has got 15 tracks on it, right? But beyond, Dirt Road Anthem, Fly Over Stakes, My Kind of Party and Don't You Want to Stay, the four singles, I don't think you can name a single song on that album. You could maybe go for Tattoos on This Town because I possibly think that might have been released as a single as well. That's five out of the 15. All right. Name me now. Think about it, you Aldine fans. Name me another song that you know on My Kind of Party. There's 10 other songs because country musicians don't make great albums. They wrap up uh, three, four or five hit songs amongst a lot of filler. think things are changing. There's a new generation of artists coming through that value the craft of the album. And the artists I'm talking about are people like Old Dominion. I thought Old Dominion's Happy Endings album was a great album. It wasn't a collection of hit singles and some filler songs. Um, having spoken to Matt and the boys a couple of times during that phase of their career, I know how much effort they put into that album and how much care they put into every single song. I think Ashley McBride has produced two good, great albums and not just vehicles for hit singles. I wish she could get a hit single. Uh, Kit Moore is somebody who produces albums so I do think this new generation of artists that are coming or have come through are going to be different to the McGraws and the Chesneys and the people from that sort of 90s, noughties period that seem to just put out hit singles in packages that they called albums with filler. We now, unfortunately, just have to get past this trend of part releasing albums up front, semi-releasing albums up front, releasing all the songs in the run-up to the release of the album, releasing half an album, it would be great to get back to this position where we valued bodies of whole music again. The last great album, I think, from a country music uh, band or artist was Lady A's Ocean album. Every single song on that album was a beautifully crafted, um, heartfelt 
piece of writing and piece of music, and the album absolutely tanked. I know um, they had a number one off the album, but that's the so- that's the single. We're not talking about the album. I just didn't see anyone talking about the album as a whole, and it was a beautiful piece of work. And and it just goes to show what credible and what talented musicians are fighting against with Nashville as the industry and the genre continues to value the single and the radio hit above everything else. I've been James Dakin. This has been 16 Minute Country. Thanks for listening today.